Sylvia and me. Sylvia and Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Sylvia and me. Hi, I'm Sylvia Beckerman. Join me today as I talk to an extraordinary woman who is changing the world by making a difference in her life and the lives of those around her. Well, I guess we are live now. And welcome to a special evening, very special. And we're going to start off by introductions. So, Elizabeth. Hi, Sylvia. Thank you so much for putting this together. I am Elizabeth Bryan Jacobs. I'm an artist and author. I teach creativity workshops around the country. And my husband and I have a nonprofit where we build massive pairs of angel wings for children and vulnerable, vulnerable populations. So. Okay. Preston? Hi, Sylvia. Thank you. And I'm so happy to be amongst such amazing women tonight. Thank you for having me. I am a content creator and I'm an, a branding expert and I specialize in video and photography. So I pretty much help people with their overall brand. Hi, Kit. Hi, Sylvia. It's good to see you. Uh, my name is Kit Shapiro. Uh, I own a women's boutique in Westport, Connecticut called West. And I also am president of uh, Eartha Kit Productions, which manages my late mother's estate. Um, Eartha Kit was my mother. And I have another brand called Simply Eartha, which is an accessories line that's de dedicated to things my mother said. <laughs> okay. Um, I top that. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Debbie Gravett and Sylvia and Elizabeth and Kristen and Kit. I'm honored to be in this company. Um, I am a Tony winning Broadway human with a Grammy award certificate. And I have, uh, I sing in concert all over the world. And I started a company called Group 5 Productions a couple of years ago, where basically I book and produce people that I love. Well, I want to welcome you all. And I know that uh, everyone was also expecting Wendy Walker um, best-selling author of psychological thrillers to be here tonight. Unfortunately, there was um, a, a death, not in her family, but somebody very, very close to the family. So she sends her best. And um, I am Sylvia Beckerman. I'm the host of the podcast series, Sylvia and Me. And actually, these four ladies have been uh, basically one of the first guests that uh, were on my podcast almost a year ago. So I wanna welcome everyone. And uh, the name of this evening is Just Hang On. And you know, there's, there are several songs that use that terminology, that wording. And one of the reasons why um, somebody suggested it to me actually that it's so appropriate is because that's really what we're doing. Um, ever since March, ever since, you know, the, we're living through a time that I don't know that any of us have ever lived through before. And really the future is a little bit unknown and scary. And so the pandemic has um, affected all of us in, in different ways. One of the things that I do wanna say is that the women that you're looking at now, we're all fortunate in the fact that we have a roof over our head, we have food, and we are able to take care of one another. But the pandemic has affected us on both a personal and a professional level. And we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to have a real conversation about how this has affected our lives. Everyone here tonight, these for lovely ladies are pretty inspiring and awesome. We're all moms. We all have some sort of career. We're professionals and entrepreneurs actually, which I didn't even realize um, when I was looking for exceptional women to talk to tonight. Uh, we all are entrepreneurs. 
So what I want to do is, I guess, first off, talk about how this pandemic has affected us personally. I mean, for me, my children are grown, they're out of the house, but I didn't get to see them for, you know, everything started last spring holiday season and we're going into the winter holiday season now. So um, Debbie, I know you have three children and you actually went through you and your three children at the very onset of the pandemic. How did it affect you? Well, um, I was actually speaking to somebody about this earlier today. I was doing a concert in Florida on March 6th, came home on the 7th, Broadway shut down on the 12th. On the 13th, I picked my husband up from the city. On Saturday, my son came home who, was, who is doing Wicked on Broadway. Came home on Saturday, was fine. Then my daughter came home the following Monday, I'm almost there. Anyway, she came home sick. Turns out she had COVID, but she got tested. She got tested. My son developed, he lost sense of taste and smell. And we were like, oh, that's nothing. That happens to people all the time. It was literally before they discovered that that was one of the symptoms of COVID. Anyway, it turns out he had COVID and but my husband and I, so far, are unscathed from this. Um, are also, we have an older son who lives in Charleston, who is a type one diabetic, and he actually ended up in the hospital, which was a terrifying few hours, um, because unfortunately, if you're diabetic, it really, COVID can really get you, and it got him really quickly, And but again, he came away after a day in the hospital, he was absolutely fine as well. So it's been, um, it's been scary, fascinating to go through all this health-wise. And I have become a total like shut-in. After, you know, I travel all the time. All I do, all I, I just, all I wanna do is go to an airport. Mm -hmm. I, I miss airports and flying. I know most people don't, but I do. And I know, Justin, you, your son was going off to, um, to college. Right. So he, my son goes to college. He's an athlete and, and he's a freshman and he went to college. We dropped him off in North Carolina in August and he got COVID in, um, late, late September, along with half the baseball team at Elon university and they put them in a quarantine in a, in a hotel about 20 minutes from campus and he quarantined for two weeks. Again, like Debbie, thank God he was okay. He, he lost his sense of taste and smell. He still does not have his sense of taste and smell. Wow, wow. how long, Kristen? Um, well, that's in September. So okay. we're going almost three months. Wow. Uh, my stepson um, has COVID and his girlfriend and their friends saw some friends two weeks ago. We didn't see them. We somehow, like like with Debbie, like you, somehow we somehow missed it um, because we were in contact with them. I mean, always safe, but still. I mean, it's a really scary thing when it happens. And and you know, even on my block where I live, I have neighbors that have had COVID. I've had so many friends. I, it's it's like every week I hear about somebody getting it. And I'm, I'm so thankful that it, it hasn't happened, but I know that it can, and it can so easily. It's so easily transmitted. And the other thing is, is you know, as you said, um, Debbie, you have an older son who doesn't live in the area. Um, I know, Kit, you have a daughter in California. I mean, I can barely remember where my own children are, so I know you have a daughter who's doing very nicely in California, and this, you know, you can't really go out and, and see her or her come here just by saying, oh, you know, I'll get a ticket and, and so on. So all my kids came home. Okay. Uh, yeah, so I had, so three of the four came home um, and spent quarantined here. 
My husband had COVID early on. Um, the rest of us have not gotten it, didn't get it from him, even though, and we didn't know he had it at the time because it was before tests were available here. Um, he tested negative for the flu, but he was sick. He was very sick, not hospital sick, thank goodness, but he was sick. Um, and then my daughter who lives in California, um, she came home this summer and she's been home now ever since. And she's actually happy she is because now obviously California, both, I have two kids who live in California uh, and they're both here. Um, so it's funny though, because you look at, you know, I have adult children, you know, I have a 30 year old and, you know, 27 and, and 25 and, and they're all here. So uh, it's, it's really all affected us all. It, it, it's impacted everybody's lives as we all know. Um, and you just don't know, as Kristen said, you don't mean I've been lucky, knock wood um, and healthy, but it is a little, you know, it's a little scary. You don't know who the underliers are gonna be that are going to get sick. You know, as, as healthy as I feel and I, and, I, and I think I would be fine. I'm not, I don't know, I'm not sure. I'm 59 years old. I mean, you know, <laughs> that alone puts me in a category that makes me more vulnerable. And Elizabeth, your parents, because you live uh, on a farm upstate New York, yeah. and your parents live in Greenwich, and they're in an assisted living. They're in Yonkers, actually. My husband's kids are in Greenwich. Same uh, geography. That's okay. <laughs> but you yeah, that's been really awful, because back in March, there were 13 people died in my parents' building. And my father's 93, my mother's 88, and they're both not really 100% healthy. And then the building was free from COVID until two days ago. So, oh. yeah, so now COVID's in there, you know, so this has been really just, you know, I mean, my kids are all over the country and I had a new grandchild and I flew to California, with, uh, to Colorado with a visor and gloves and double mask and, you know, alcohol spray for anyone who came near me. And I spent time with that baby. Um, but this thing with my parents has been just like, ugh, you know, because they're just, they're, you know, they're just sitting, you know, I keep picturing them as sitting ducks. I'm an artist, so I'm very visual. So I, I'm becoming an art therapist. So I actually, in processing this, I had to make a drawing of two ducks to calm myself down and get the image out so I could function more easily. And then, you know, I just wanna share with everyone, um, my mantra through this has become, uh, what, what, what would I have not done normally like if there was no virus what are the things i would never have done and so i've extended out outward to share what i do with more people but more importantly with family so for example my mother loves poetry she really loves poetry so we we started poetry night so i call her now and she reads poems to me and then she tells me what they're all about grammatically and iambic pentameter and all of these things. So we've really deepened our relationship in a way that I never would have done if not for COVID. So we have these weekly poetry readings now. And with my grandson who is seven, my kids downloaded a video game on my iPad and his. So now like every other night we play video games together. So I never would have done that. You know what I mean? So that's that's that seems to be what has been happening. Nothing good, as far as I'm concerned, is really coming out of this, except for connectivity. Yeah. To people that we wouldn't have had it. I mean, on Thursday nights, I have a family Zoom. My yeah. brother, my sisters, my aunt, my cousin, and we're all over the place. We're in California, we're in Massachusetts, we're in um, Ohio, we're in Florida, we're in Georgia. You know, we used to get together maybe once, maybe twice a year, and it was usually for not a very happy occasion, or maybe if someone, you know, got married or there was, you know, a bar mitzvah, a bar bat mitzvah. But other than that, no. So that's a good thing. Um, and then now and then I do, um, force my children to do, you know, a FaceTime or something. And they only live 15 minutes away, but it's still, I'm at a high risk because of my age. 
and who wants to really take chances um, unnecessarily for them or for me. And as you guys have said, we don't know how it really um, gets communicated. So it's, it has changed. Um, you know, when I think about, well, what did I do before? What can't I do? And it's just little things. Like I would all of a sudden get up and if I wanted to go downtown, if I wanted to go, you know, to the store, I, I didn't have to buy anything, but I used to like walking around and just don't do certain things anymore. So for everyone that I'm talking to right now, it has affected the family in, in, in ways that we wouldn't have thought of before. And in some ways it's brought some of the family together, whether they wanted to be or not, because everyone's under you know, the same roof. So I know Debbie, when we spoke at the very beginning of uh, the summer, you were learning how to juggle. And then <laughs> it turned out you really did have to learn how to juggle. And it wasn't just juggling. Was it just a metaphor or maybe it was a metaphor because every, every task I put to myself at the beginning of this, because it all sort of seemed like a little fairy tale of like, oh, we'll all get to slow down and be with ourselves and with our families and all the things I was gonna do haven't happened. I just, you know, I'm just gonna learn to juggle and like, I can do two balls really well. Okay. <laughs> so that's as far as I got. That's, that's, that's more than enough. So anyone else doing anything that they didn't think they'd be doing? I know jigsaw puzzles were big and, and my sister was doing 3,000 piece jigsaw puzzles. So I bought two or 3,000 piece. And I opened the box, I put some on the table and that's where it sat for about a month until I put them back in the box and put them away. So between baking, I don't do that, and, ju and juggling and, and, you know, jigsaw puzzles, anything else that anyone's all of a sudden started doing or found themselves doing? No, but I did the same thing. I, I had all these lists. I thought, this is, this is actually, I'm going to make the best of this. I'm going to clean out closets and I'm going to clean out the basement. And I had lists and I bought games and I bought the new Monopoly and I bought, we have card games and we did the puzzles too. I bought a 2000 piece puzzle. <laughs> and I was like, I can't even get like three pieces together. I mean, this is like too slow. So I bought a 500 piece puzzle and that was better. There you go. But um, I think initially, at least for me, when it first happened, um, and, and for everybody, I mean, it was absolutely shocking. <laughs> I mean, it was overwhelming. It was devastating for my business. Absolutely flatlined for months. I mean, just that's it. Like, boom, like everything dropped, like one after another, one client after everything just stopped. And so that was like taking it on the chin and just saying, wow, okay, we'll be back in the fall, right? That's what we all said we're going to be this is or it's going to be back in july that was in march and then july came and then we're saying well we're going to be back in the fall and now and then we've already passed fall now we're into christmas and we're saying it's going to be back in the spring of 2021 so i think it's here for a while i something happened to me today i i started going back to my yoga class i didn't go for a long time because i didn't want to wear a mask and breathe heavily with a mask and exercise. So I just said, mm, I'm not going to do it. I'll try to do it online, but I'm not that disciplined. So I went back to yoga class today and I was thinking, and, and I had a moment where I was looking around and looking at everybody with their masks on going, this is so surreal, isn't it? Don't we think that sometimes, well, you know, we go to the grocery store or we go somewhere and we're like, is this really happening? Like we're living this. And I think it's amazing how resilient, we are as humans <laughs> i mean how we adapt i mean i've adapted yeah. like yoga i'll breathe heavily with my mask i can't stand it but i'll do it right because i have to do it's it. also been interesting to learn how we're so used to using you know this part of our face yes this is what it, how we express ourselves to people and you're in a market and you like look at them and you're like hey or <laughs> anything and this is completely so now we're all like learning how to like hey you know you're good and 
we're all learning to use different use our hands. You use your hands. Yeah. Well, I mean, always use my hands. Even but Siri doesn't recognize us. Siri doesn't recognize me with my mask. <laughs> if I want to make a call. My 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 phone is blocked. But the minute I take my mask down, it's all fa facial recognition. Everything's here. We always think it's in the eyes, but it's not. That's a good point, and I have, I have to say, how it, it's interesting. In owning in owning a retail store, how many people we we recognize? I mean, we recognize most of our customers at the second we see them, and it's very hard now to really recognize people. But there are, are often recognize you'll recognize people instantly. There's certain people's eyes that you, that are really are their 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 doorway to who they are, but. Most people I've noticed, and I, I didn't believe this before, um, you really need the full need the full visage to get to grab it. You know, memory has gotten a little old, a little worse as I've gotten older. Um, but I've also noticed I talk a lot louder than I ever did. Not that I need to, but I feel like I have to. Nobody can somehow hear me. And you know, my kids are saying, "Mom, you're screaming." <laughs> well, that's true because you have that 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 barrier in front of. Of your mouth, you know, one of the things we've always said is a smile opens up everything. If you wake up and you smile, you look in the mirror and you smile, a smile brightens everyone's day. And we can't do that anymore. It's almost like we have to think inside and say we are smiling and we have to keep that and then, you know, try to get that message through in our eyes. And it's something that we're going to have to really for some time try to figure that out. I, you um, know what I started to do, Sylvia? I tell people I'm smiling. Was, well, so do I. I mean, you know, like really I'm laughing underneath here. You know, I can't, uh, <laughs> the only thing is I, I you know, it, there's the old saying, I, I think it was Elizabeth Taylor, you know, put on some lipstick and, uh, you know, get, uh, get, you know, walk outside and put a smile on. And I always forgot lipstick was always the last thing I would put on. For some reason, I think about putting it on and then all of a sudden I go, wait a minute, it's got to come off. I, I have to go out and put a mask on. Right. And, you know, things are so, we think about things now that we didn't before. Um, I had to pick you up that somebody just wrote in to us, uh, Cheryl McKenna, I think it was, and said that she smiles at people a lot from her car when she's that's in her fantastic. car. That's good. That's fantastic. Well, thanks for sharing. That is, I mean, that's great. Well, I still wear, I wear my lipstick. I, I, it comes off on the mask. I know that, but you know, I wear it. Um, it just makes me feel better. That's the same. I put my lipstick on. I don't care. It goes on no matter what my lipstick goes on. Yeah. But Kit, I, is, your, is your store open now? Yeah. So we were closed for three months. Right. That was a, a real readjustment, real readjustment. We pivoted, you know, pretty quickly. Uh, luckily, I have some um, knowledge of, of websites and e-commerce. And so um, we really did a, an about face um, and went online. I didn't have most of our, you know, most of our merchandise in the store was not on our e-commerce site. So I was literally, you know, running back and forth and uh, turning the store upside down. I mean, it literally, it looked like, you know, a, a a hurricane had gone through it. I mean, I was just in there like pulling things and taking pictures and putting them on the side and, and doing everything I could. And we were doing local deliveries and our customers, you know, we, I mean, no, did we have much business? We didn't have much business, but we did have, you know, some, which of course made you feel great. I had all our deliveries to the store delivered to the house, which my husband absolutely loved that I took over every single room. Um, <laughs> Bad enough that you know I own the store and, and have half the house as my office, but now we took over the dining room and the kitchen and um, and you know we really tried to to regroup and rethink and and it, it was hard. I mean it, it was it it was really really hard. Um, interesting, Kristen, you said in the beginning I sort of felt too. It was sort of like a, I said, oh, I'll take a break. This will be good. I'll take a break. I had all my lists. I was going to clean out closets. I haven't cleaned out one closet. Um, I've done none of the things, uh, I became, I, I worked out every day, maybe for the first like two weeks. And then I gave that up to, you know, it slowly started. I noticed how easy it is to become sloth like, and you know, the, and when you don't get dressed 
and you don't put on makeup and you and you just move from the bed to the sofa you be you really sort of fall into this place where it's like oh i don't really want to do anything anyway so i'm just going to sit here another day and before you're unhealthy it's so unhealthy so unhealthy it really is um but it's really hard to force yourself to get up it's really i'm not that disciplined um and i also think that you know remember uh michelle obama like you know announced to everybody that she was suffering from low-grade depression. And I, I feel like that was a real, a pivotal moment for a lot of people because I think that's what we were all feeling and maybe s- still feel it because right. how do you not have a level of sadness right now when you know the only way we can really communicate this way, you know, we're on a Zoom call, you know, whereas we would be probably in a room together to be able to do this. And um, I remember um, one of my children started like going a little south and I said, everybody is feeling this. So I'm just like speaking to the like, you know, not getting dressed. I've, I've spent a lot of days in my jammies. I mean, it's just, you know, it's easy to do. As you say that, Debbie, I found in the beginning because you know when we when the, when we st- shut down, we all assumed this will be two weeks. This will right. be two three weeks. will be fine, and so we kind of went through the winter in this disbelief, and it was it was very unique. And it, we were like, okay, we can do this for another couple of weeks, and then the summer came, and I think with the with the weather be good, and we were all outside a little bit more. We had this hopefulness, a little bit more of hopefulness. I'm seeing now more feeling, or at least what I'm exposed to, of depression and 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 retreat because we're now going, we're now in the cold and, and getting really into winter, and people are totally going inside and into their um, uh, into their homes and not wanting to come out. The numbers are, you know, certainly where, where we all are in the Northeast, the numbers are, are frightening. Every night the news they give us numbers that are scary. And I think now it's even the, I think more people are the fatigue, yeah. the fatigue of being in this is really setting in. And well, that's- we just got um, a chat. In the beginning, I thought I'd be fine because I'm an introvert and I had so much time to bike and hike. These winter months are much harder. I have to push myself more. Before I go to sleep, I try to plan what I, I will do the next day. That helps ensure I get moving each morning. And that's, you know, as I started off, we started this pandemic during the spring. So we were going into a season where even though we had to isolate and quarantine, we still were able to go outside or open a window and get some fresh air. We now are going into a time where it's an unknown. We know that these days, I mean, to have put the clocks forward or back or wherever we did it so that all of a sudden it's dark at three o'clock. You get up in the morning and then you go, oh, wow, wait, I have five hours of, of light outside, maybe. It's depressing. Um, it's that low-grade depression. And I don't think we've really, I, I, in my estimation, I don't believe that we've seen um, how it's really going to impact. Uh, I think we're starting to. And you know, um, one of the things, and Kristen, you started talking about it, and Kit, is the fact that all of us, especially before, have had to learn how to pivot on a dime and, and turn because nobody gave us an instruction book, how we're supposed to act, what's going to happen. Yes, things were going to get better in the fall, but guess what? They're not. We're getting worse. We don't know where it's going. Uh, you know, Kristen, you um, with your, you know, your, um, your career, it, your business is photography, videography. Um, you're used to being one-on-one. Kit, you're used to having people in your store. Debbie, you're used to performing at concerts. And Elizabeth, you, you know, you go, uh, you were in galleries and you were starting to go to uh, do your internship um, at other places. It's all been stopped. 
and stopped in the way that we thought it would. So what I want to do is I'd love to get into how um, how the pivoting is going on and all the difference, you know, what has taken place. So whoever wants to start off. So I'll, I'll take that because for me, I mean, obviously this is the most devastating time we've ever lived through um, and it's so scary and there's so much unknown. At the same time, I feel like the work that I do, which is creativity retreats and teaching, and I'm usually at spas all over the country. I, I am now, I've really learned how to, you know, deliver my content and my programming online. And I have been so blessed to receive content and programming online. I'm in a master's program for art therapy. And it's been really enlightening the level of connection, which we would never have chosen, right? We would never have chosen this as opposed to being on campus or being at the spa. But I have to say in other ways, at least in mental health, which is an area where people really need help right now, that connecting this way there's almost a deepening of the interaction because people feel safer in their homes. And for me personally, I even entered psychoanalysis during this time um, at, with an art therapist. So it's very, very interesting. And I think that, you know, for everyone who's listening out there, there is an opportunity to deepen our own processes here, we have no choice, right? We can either stay and go, oh my God, you know, where is this all going? I'm terrified. Or we can use this time as an opportunity to go deeper into ourselves. And in that way, we can extend out and help each other, right? Because you have to kind of take care of yourself and then help other people. But I think that, you know, if we just allow ourselves to cave into the terror of all this, it just makes it worse for the collective and everyone around us. So that's just my input into it. I, I, you know, make myself get up every day and I put on lipstick and, you know, go for a walk if I can, or do yoga with a silly little video, but I make myself do it. And um, it, for me, that's been really helpful because it allows me to help others more that way. And I think that helping others is the other way out of it, right? So it's like compassionate action of any kind, calling a friend, listening, playing video games with your grandchild or, you know, whatever, whatever it is, there's always something everyone can do to reach out and connect in a way that uplifts another human being. So that's my speech, sorry. Well, <laughs> if I you know, when we talked, Kit, um, we always talked about, we were talking about your mom, who I love, you know, the poster you have behind there. And she had three words that she really um, lived by, and that's love, kindness, and empowerment. And during these times, those are words, especially love and kindness, and then empowering yourself to be able to get through this. I mean, as you said, you have a business where it's a retail, uh, you knew and you know all of your clients. And um, one of the things was a brick and mortar. Sometimes it's the only place that a person, uh, your shop might be the only place that somebody actually walked in and talked to somebody all day long. Um, and I think I saw, we saw that, I mean, similar to, to what Elizabeth was saying, um, the, the importance of having the self-discipline of literally just forcing yourself to get up and do it because you can't, you can't wait till you feel like doing it because it, it will sometimes that but just won't happen. Exactly. Once you start to force yourself to do it, you, your body and and your mind. I mean, your body's amazing. It just it'll it gets into that rhythm and it'll it'll start to respond incredibly well. All those endorphins kick in and and all the other you know scientific stuff. But but one of the things one of the things about having a retail store and having a brick and mortar store is like you just said, Sylvia. I mean, there are many times where people have said to us. You know, we're the only people I've spoken to today. You know, it's the only encounter I've had with grownups. Some of them are mothers with like infants and they, and they don't have adult conversation. They come into the store literally to have adult conversation. And we saw that when we reopened how people yearned, they missed that connection uh, with, with, other, with, with other human beings. 
some of us are lucky enough to have had our families at home, but not everybody, you know, is. And, and you talk, Elizabeth, you talk about your parents sort of just like sitting there waiting to, you know, to be let out into the back, back into the world. And some people only fab, they, they don't even have a partner um, to be able to do that. So I really do think that um, that's what I, you know, what the, when you say the connection through Zoom or whatever the technology we have today isn't maybe exactly what, what, what most of us want, but it's, it's so much better than just isolating and, and being by yourself. Right on, Kit. And so I think that goes for, you know, people will roll their eyes and go, oh, I can't do another Zoom. But the bottom line is we all have it, invites to all kinds of Zoom groups. And I just think the more you can even go on for five minutes, even if it's with your, your best girlfriend or whoever, this, this is so important now. It's just so important and it helps you get up the next day and it helps you keep going the next day. And, you know, we've got to like do this for each other. I think that was so astute how you put that kit. And I think it's an also a way if we can, you know, find each other, check in on each other. Yes. That's, that's, that's and physically check in on a neighbor or physically check in on a, on a, on a, on a cousin who's in another state, but we do have the technology. Thank goodness. Um, and most of us, even if we don't have Zoom, we, most people have a cell phone. At least you can connect on a FaceTime call or something. And I hope people are realizing that right now, especially as we're going into these dark winter months, or going into, we're in these dark winter months, um, that we use that technology. I'm speaking to myself just as much as everybody else because I forget to do it too, um, because it's such an important thing to make human con you know, contact with each other. And, and Kristen, I think what you do is amazing also. And I think video is so important now and even you know, making a wacky video for your family or your kids and you know, my grandkids, my, my family, my children are raised wearing wigs. We always wear wigs. And so now I'm kind of bringing that into my grandson and you know, I, I make him wear wigs when we put sending videos and everyone has to wear wigs and you know we have to do other things to kind of uplift each other and check in on each other kit that was so spot on and so Kristen I think you know and Debbie you know I, I want a video of you singing I want you to well, sing to me wait a minute you want to start now you did something on um on Facebook you you in fact your children didn't your son um uh produce you did a song and I forget what it was and it was so uplifting. It was about a few weeks ago. You were in, in uh, a field in a meadow or a garden. It could have been your backyard for all I know. And you were singing. Oh, I did, a, I did a video. My daughter Thank you. directed a video of me doing one of my songs. We but, did it on the road in front of our property. But that's, that's you know, that, is just those little things make such a difference. Huge difference. It's, it's such a huge difference. And I just wanted to say we have, um, Alex, uh, this is the most amazing talk. I'm loving this. I so miss the physical reaction uh, with my pals. And uh, Cheryl, as an artist, I've been cooking for young women with small kids home all the time. It makes me feel useful and creative. I had a mother-in-law that taught me to get up, get dressed, put on makeup um, before you come for breakfast. It starts the day, even during a pandemic. I leave the house by car and smile at whoever I see. And that makes me happy. Um, and walk if the weather's nice. And that's, that's it. We have, to, we have to push ourselves. We really do. And one of the things that, uh, Kristen, you were doing, especially at the beginning when people were first starting Zoom, you were teaching people how to how to appear and, and how to act on Zoom. Yeah, how to, how to work Zoom, how to share your screen, how to get closer. I mean, I think it's, it is what it is, you know. Um, this pandemic happened, I mean, the last pandemic was what, 100 years ago? Something like that. Right, and you think that this happened in a time where technology is just bursting. Aren't we fortunate that it happened right. at this time? It is what it is, it happened, and that we are able to communicate. I have relationships that have become so much closer. Yeah. I have clients, I say, let's jump on a, I mean, Zoom or let's jump on a FaceTime is like second nature now. 
is and, and I get to see them and you see their expression and you get I mean business gets done. Business is still getting done and it's getting done faster. And I think that it's here to stay. Granted, there's still gonna be meetings and there's still get, but it cuts out a lot of, of time for a lot of us. I'm, I'm talking strictly about business right now, yep. let alone just what it does with families. I have family in California and Seattle. I have them in Louisiana, like all of us. We have family spread out all over the country, all over the world for that matter. And it's brought us a lot closer. I mean, we all crave the human contact, the touch, the feel, but this is about as good as it gets. And I think we're fortunate enough to have platforms like this to help us. I mean, could you imagine if it was, yeah, if it was 30 years ago without this, 20 years ago, when I mean, it would have been Not everyone had a computer. We have one question um, from Alex. What would you girls individually say has been the one moment in the midst of these COVID times that gave you so much needed long periods of laughter? Laughter is so needed right now, I'd say. Stop. I would say I would say good friends. I connected. I have a girlfriend that I I've known since the first grade. She's a chef, and she's been jumping on the phone with us. And I've been telling her she should have her own show or do this. But we did Facetime, and she's been giving cooking lessons, and we've been bonding and getting to know each other again just as a result of that, and laughing and cracking up and having a ball. Um, would I have done that last year? Honestly, probably not. So it's, there's a, you know, there's some silver lining here and and we really have to look at that. We have to find the silver lining in this, but yes, we, we, people need people. We need connections and and video is one way for us to do that. It is the evolution of of our future. It's the evolution of technology. It's only going to expand. I also think that um, just for me and for what I do and for my world, which is, I don't know how big that is, but I really feel that when we come through this on the other side and there is another side to this, there's going to be like the next renaissance, you know, there's going to be just an incredible explosion of art and I mean, I know personally, like I don't really, um, I don't necessarily see a lot of stuff because I'm doing a lot of stuff and performing. I cannot wait to be back witnessing and in a theater with people sitting next to me and, and, you know, pissing me off because, you know, they're opening their candy and getting too close to me. I just, I can't wait for that. I think that that's what, that helps me get through th- these days because I see what is going to happen and it's going to involve all the things that we're learning right now are going to explode after this because we'll all be so ready to do things and be I part of it. I say we're gonna have the roaring 20s. Yeah. It will be the roaring 20s. I love that. And it will, and it will come back and it's gonna come back huge. Huge. go crazy. I look at now how, I mean, because it's gotten cold where we all live, um, people aren't eating outdoors like they were necessarily three weeks ago. But when I saw, when you saw the extent of people who everybody is eating outdoors, they, they're walking their dogs, dogs who are probably exhausted from all the walking, (laughs) people are walking into small towns and they're sitting and eating with the dogs next to them. And I think that that's going to continue that this whole feeling of gathering, um, of being a community, no matter how small a town you live in or how big a city you live in, neighborhoods are, you know, are little communities unto themselves. I think people will, will be yearning and realize, I hope that they're gonna continue for a while to at least realize the importance of staying connected to each other and, and seeing each other face to face social connections. And I, I also think that there is a, an extreme uh, return to a deep appreciation of the present moment. Like here we are right now, let's face it, this is all we have. We're on this call with all of these incredible women and people listening and chatting with us. And this is what we have. We don't know anything else and kind of 
the idea of getting comfortable or more comfortable in the unknown can only benefit the whole rest of our lives. So I'm, I'm going to be down with being present and being grateful. That's it. And I hope, you know, one of the things I said early on to my kids, I said, you know, the fact that we have the ability to make plans three months from now or six months from now has always been an illusion. You know, yeah, it's exactly. been a given that we had, that those plans were actually going to be able, that we, God willing, we were going to be able to make it there. So here we have, the, the world has now said, no, you can't, plan, plans, plans are on hold. You need to live and stay right now because that's the only thing you know for sure is this moment. And I think that's been, the, in many ways, the scariest part because humans don't don't realize that we we didn't those plans were just you know pretend they were on paper. You're I, right. I totally agree with you. There's a paradigm shift spiritually, mm -hmm. in a huge, huge. Yes. And um, yeah, I mean, you have to you have to live in the moment. That's all you have. And it's like, we've all been like, literally all of us have just been shut down to think that way. Yeah. But what a beautiful gift that is. If we, if we look at that one part of it, it can be such a gift, right? Isn't that what the Buddhists have been trying to teach us for thousands of years and being present and bring, being more mindful can really be a gift if we take that one aspect of this horrible thing that's going on and say, okay, what's good about it? Well, the good thing is we can acknowledge this moment and be grateful for where we all are right now here sharing just, just right here tonight. But I do think we need to be aware of the fact that we are blessed and we're lucky that we, a, we have families, we have roofs over our head, we have food on our table. And there are many people who the uncertainty is really terrifying. Um, very real. And that, that's why I wanted to start start this off by saying that we are fortunate. We are blessed where we do have that. We don't have to worry about it because there are so many who aren't. Um, and it's 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 frightening to even think about it. And you know, when we see that, when we see the you know the the, the lines and lines of cars, people waiting to get food. Um, it's no. In our own neighborhoods too, a lot That's, of it. You know, there, there, there are people who are without food in every single neighborhood, just because they have or had a big house or whatever. It's hitting for some of those people. It's hitting them even harder because of the fact that those jobs are no longer there. So you know, I'll repeat: we are fortunate, um, and you know. The four of you are great at the fact that um, you've been able to, yes, there's been, you know, depression through just about everyone. There's a low level of depression that depends upon, you know, what we're doing and um, the livelihoods, are they as secure as we thought they were? No, but we're able to pivot and adapt on a dime. Um, you've done that, Kristen, you've done that, uh, you know, Elizabeth, you've done that, Kit, and you've done that, Debbie, and Debbie, please do a little bit more, you know, have your kids do another production, because <laughs> it's, so, it's, it's just so needed, but that's the, that I think is the gift that we have, is the fact that we, we understand it, and um, even though, you know, we're fortunate, there are days that are just so unknown. Well, I you know, there I have had, you know, obviously, you know, I'm on social media almost every day and I, and I am the face of my brand and, and I put, you know, out there and, and I try to put out obviously smiling and happy and goofy and all that and all those wonderful things to make people laugh and smile. But there have been days when, you know, my husband has literally had to, you know, talk me off the ledge and I'm like hysterical in tears that, you know, I can't, I can't do this anymore um is dramatic well that's because i'm very dramatic but <laughs> um, um you can't imagine where i get it from um <laughs> but you know it, the reality is is that you know a lot of times what we are putting out there and we are trying to be positive um there's a lot of you know conflict too that goes on inside the even the most positive of us and i think that um that's an important thing to share as well the, what's real and process
hurts, right? We have to process that. We can't push it down. We can't pretend it's not there. We have to figure out how in our own way to creatively get it out, whether it's in therapy, whether it's yoga, whether it's a meditation or a walk, whatever it is. I think it's our soul's journey to kind of sort through this and dive into the painful parts of it and process it. So that renaissance can happen afterwards, that spiritual transformation of the world, of everyone who's sharing in this most horrible, difficult time. Yeah. yeah. I also just that um, for me, and I don't, I, I, we don't have to go into politics, but um, the election was a huge game changer for me personally. I mean, for my family as well, but um, living under the present administration has just added fuel to the fire of despair and the, you know, questioning of if COVID is even real. I mean, it, it was just like, talk about living in an upside down world. And that's, so the incoming administration has also given me more, you know, I, I'm, I'm happy, I definitely am happier because I, again, there's a vaccine now, Elizabeth, you know, your parents are going to be at the head of the line to get the vaccine. Uh, <laughs> thank God. It's just like really too much. And, and, and it gives validity to the fact that you, uh, you and your husband didn't have it, Debbie, but your children had it. Kit, you had it in your house, you know, Kristen, you had it, you know, with your son and Elizabeth, you know, you're, you're trying to protect your parents. So it gives validity to the fact that this is a real thing. And Debbie, you're right, there's, there's hope. But there was something that you had said to me uh, a while ago, and, it, and it, it comes back to that juggling and, and, you know, thinking at the beginning that we were going to do all this stuff and I was going to clean this out and clean that out. And my aunt said to me, well, you know, if you did that, what would you have to do tomorrow? And I've been keeping that in the back of my mind because if I did everything, I mean, seriously, what would I have to do, you know, tomorrow? But one of the things, Debbie, that you had said was that you decided you were going to give yourself a break instead of trying to do everything. And that's what happens. We try to um, juggle everything, whether it be family and work and and you know, what we're going through and depression and all of a sudden not being able to do, um, even just for me, hug my children, um, which I haven't done since, uh, you know, for quite some time. I mean, it was seven or eight weeks before I even went to a grocery store. But to me, um, in fact, somebody asked, what is the first thing you're going to do once, you know, we're past this pandemic stage? To me, it's, um, my kids don't know this yet, but I'm going to hug and kiss them um, mm -hmm. in, in person, not, you know, not through this. So the question was, to, you know, out there for each one of you, what is, what do you imagine is the first thing that you want to do that you can't do now? Wow. Do you have an hour? <laughs> sure. I think the similar, you know, the reality is, we can do so many things now. The, 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 the feeling is that we're, we're, we can't because somehow we're, we're trapped. Um, and we all, I think, feel the sense of being trapped, but, but we're really capable of doing a lot with masks on. You know, you, Kristen went to a yoga class. She didn't think she'd ever work out with a mask on, right? It was like, but then you do that, right? And so I think, I look at my kids who don't feel as constricted by this. You know, my, my son who's 30, and he's, you know, it's like, okay, I have to wear a mask and I have to work remotely, but I can, you know, even I'm, I'm a little bit freer because I can work remotely. I can actually go to any remote place. I don't have to live in, you know, this particular city. Um, so I, 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 for, I know for myself, I keep thinking, oh, I can't wait till I do X, but the reality is I'm probably not going to do X. You know, I think I'm going to get on, I'm going to travel someplace, but I didn't really travel before. So I don't know where, where I think I'm going to be gone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I mean, I think for me, I can't wait to not have to wear a mask. That's going to be my freedom. I can't wait to not have to wear a mask. 
Um, yeah. Okay. I have the same thing. I don't want to wear a mask, but I think I think I'm with Debbie. I think just getting on a plane and going somewhere, just having the freedom to say, yeah, you know what? I want to go to the islands. I want to go to Europe. I just want yeah. to go. I just to have the freedom just to go. Right. Even if you don't do it, you know you can. You have the fear that goes along with all these things we want to do to rip our mask off, to get on a plane, to go to the airport, to go to the market, and and connect with people that in person i mean we're connecting here but but just to be able to touch people to, to not have this thing in the back of our brains you know editing us constantly because that's what we have to do with this you know oh here comes the ups man oh my god do i need to put my mask on Whoever thought about stuff like that? In the wrong way, in this, you know, when I go in the supermarket, am I walking against the arrows? Or, you know, someone's going to yell at me. It's exactly. like, like, you know, I'm on, I'm always about to break the law or rule something. <laughs> well, um, our friend, Cheryl, um, oh, no longer there. Oh, I picked up the wrong thing. Hang on a second. Um, nope. Okay. Um, so we're all planning on doing something, whether we actually do it or not. It's great to, <laughs> we can't plan plan, but we can have a thought as to, you know what? <laughs> yeah. okay. It could be a dream. It could be a fantasy. It doesn't make a difference because that, that could, could happen. It might not happen, but isn't it kind of cool to, um, I know, <laughs> I used to, Oh, please, must cough. Gonna leave for a second. Ah, there you go. So, you know, getting dressed up and going maybe into the city. Um, I say we just do it anyway, not going to the city, but it's fun to do something that you wouldn't have thought you could do. Um, and, you know, uh, doing what we're doing right now is, is pretty neat but I can't wait to be able to actually hug and kiss and, and, and do all that and you know get a glass of wine and, and meet you guys in person without having to say, well, wait a minute, I have to be six feet apart. I mean, I've been making reservations at one of these restaurants um, a, few, a couple of months ago where I'd call up and of course I'd say there were five of us coming and my girlfriend would be there so we could sit far enough apart and be, you know, oh, wait a minute, yeah, oh, She's going to be late. Oh, she's not coming. So that we could socially distance at a restaurant. You know, that's not a good thing. But um, so, Debbie, uh, what is your, what, if you had one thing to say to anyone listening or to us, what would that be? Wow. Keep hope alive. Stay, stay be good to yourself, be kind to yourself, be forgiving of yourself right now. Um, and, and I will see you on the other side. Okay, Elizabeth. I would say be in the moment, appreciate everything around you, where you are, get outside and have a conversation with a tree if you can. You'll learn so much more from that tree than you will from a book. Without a mask, right? <laughs> Without a mask. Preston. I would say I, I just tr try your hardest uh, and pray for gratitude. Just to be grateful, to live in a great, to have a grateful heart, to, to let your heart lead you with your decisions. Um, that would be my best advice. How about you, Kit? Well, there's two words my mother always said to me, and I have them tattooed on my wrist, and it says, don't panic. Oh. And say, don't panic because yeah. it doesn't change a thing and only makes it more difficult to see what's in front of you in that moment. And I think that that is something to hold on to every day, pandemic or no pandemic, um, that I think, you know, she would say that, you know, when a shark when a shark grabs hold of something and the eyes roll back in their heads, I mean, that's like what panic is. You're totally lost of your sense of, of what's going on in the moment. And like Elizabeth said, we need to be able to stay in the moment. And in order to stay in the moment, we just have to take a breath. Um, this, this too shall pass and you know, don't panic. 
Well, ladies, I want to thank you. This has been a delight. Um, all four of you are an inspiration. And, and I say that from the bottom of my heart because what, you know, between family and business and everything else that um, you guys have gone through with, with COVID, with uh, getting sick, with having loved ones who are not being able to and being able to pivot um, on a dime really and try to get your business uh, going, um, I think that makes you guys inspiring. So I want to thank, thank you. I want to thank you. And I want to thank everyone who joined us tonight. Um, as I said, this was a special edition, just like they do on you know the news channels of Sylvia and May and a little promo so you can listen to the podcast that dropped every Tuesday um, on any of your, you know, wherever you listen to podcasts. Elizabeth, Kristen, Debbie, Kit, thank you so much. And if I don't see you, I want to wish everyone a happy holiday season and a happy new year. We're going to get through this, um, put on some of your heaviest, you know, uh, long underwear or whatever, and go out and take a walk. Not that I'm doing that, but thank you all so much. Thank you, guys. Stay safe. Thank you. Thank you for joining me today. On our next podcast, I'll be talking to another extraordinary, inspiring woman who has made her mark on the world. You can find us on your favorite podcast platform and, of course, our website, sylviaandme.com. Don't forget to hit the subscribe button to keep up with the latest episodes. Review, rate, and take us with you wherever you are. I want to hear from you. If you know of an extraordinary, inspiring woman, please contact me at sylvia at lifeofprey.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Stay safe. This has been a Life of Prey production.